0: Hello everyone, and welcome for module number 10 on magnetism. The universe holds within it a magnetism that compels it to grow and expand. It's almost like something with a giant magnet is compelling it to expand, as if by some part of its deepest nature. The same magnetism also exists within us. We are compelled to grow and expand. We are part of a force of energy that flows like a river, a stream of consciousness and energy that is always leading us to the very best outcomes for ourselves, both individually and collectively. The current of this river is experienced by us as the swimmer in the river. Despite the river's guiding current, we can choose to swim against the current, put our feet down into the bottom and try and stay put, normally by using a lot of energy, or we can simply float on our backs in deep surrender and let the current carry us to where we need to be. So often I am asked by students about how to manifest. What part does the universal flow dictate about our experience and what do we get to choose? How do we choose? Why isn't our manifestation working and usually at some later stage of their development, should I really try to manifest at all? as deep surrender either overwhelms them, deflates them, or empowers them. In this scripture, we'll be looking at the sacred force of magnetism and how to understand it and work with it to create a beautiful life. If you've read Pure Spirit Volume 1, then you know a fair bit about my beginnings. They were very difficult indeed. I'm living proof that no matter where we started, we can co-create a magnificent life. If I have done this from the very beginning, very broken place that I began. I know it's 100% possible for everyone. So firstly, let me say no matter where you've come from, everything you imagine is possible for you and in fact because you imagine it, these imaginings are actually your soul guiding you, letting you know what is possible for you if you want to create it. Really hear this, no matter how broken you feel, no matter how many issues you're still working through you are able to magnetize an incredible and beautiful life. Everyone can. So what creates our magnetism? I'm going to start by answering this question exactly and then help you to see what your magnetism is currently holding and how to change it. Your magnetism begins to form long before you arrive into a body. You are attracted cosmically to the right incarnation for you as a soul to more deeply explore the aspects of consciousness you are. We are all unique aspects of oneness, born to explore a unique lens on existence. No two beings are ever exactly the same. In this great diversity, we bring the knowledge of all possibilities to oneness. In my soul map sessions, Spirit has shown me that for most people, there are three words to describe their unique isness. Rarely there are four. These three words are included in the Life's Soul Lessons section of the report. If you've had a soul map done, look at yours. There are three main phases in our life. One word applies to each phase of our lives and is the focus point of our soul. Then, like a reporter who has been investigating these three concepts, we take our knowledge back to source on exiting this world. We bring this knowledge back to all that is. My words are hope, joy and peace. In the first part of my life, I explored hopelessness, how to have hope and how to share hope. In the second phase I am now in, I'm exploring all aspects of joy. In the final part of my life, I will be investigating peace. In a general sense, these are the essence of the magnetism I am most likely to hold, and this magnetism will help me attract things that will teach me about these three concepts. So in your lifetime, you will naturally attract, through your magnetism, Anything that lets you learn about the energy these three words connect with. This is your most natural magnetism. And there's a lot of freedom in this. Hope may be part of your natural magnetism if that was your word, but there are probably an infinite number of ways you can explore hope or its opposite in this life. This how is of your choosing. There is also a collective magnetism for our world, our galaxy, our universe, and no doubt the multiverse itself, from the great mystery beyond that. We are always influenced by these essences, like flows in the river of life. As I have described in previous modules, the magnetism of our world is to combine love and power, or the embodiment of the loving essence of true power. These larger scale magnetisms affect us. The large-scale climate crisis on our planet is a great example of this right now. Will mankind choose superiority in the form of perceived power over the environment, conquering it, and all others, and all will die? Or will we discover we need not have power over anything to be cohesive and coexist in loving relations with all that is? The latter will be the way forward for mankind. Either way, this learning is what we are collectively here to explore. The essence of this magnetism, power through love, is fixed. The way we are actualizing the magnetism we are all invited to explore is up to us. There is also the magnetism of your individual soul into your physical body to consider. You anchor this into your physical body at about 5 to 7 weeks old. This is when the magnetism of your soul is actually connected with your body. As your body's little heart starts beating, your soul is magnetically drawn to connect with your body. At this stage, your magnetism affects your whole family. Your bright and beautiful luminous soul acts as a massive magnet that allows change into a more healed state to take place for your whole family. In essence, they become affected by your very strong magnetism. The stronger the light of the soul, the stronger the effect on the family. The baby's magnetism will powerfully invite everyone else into alignment with its beautiful divine energy connection, the baby being more connected to the purity of the divine essence than any other family member. As you continue your healing process later in life and your light becomes more luminous, you will also affect your family once again, just like you did when you were a little being. Each family member brings more light and healing affecting all others. Your magnetism to attract the most loving light version of yourself into this form and the work your family members are doing to this end also will allow you to all affect one another with your magnetisms. This applies to anyone we spend a lot of time with. We are always affecting one another. During the rest of the pregnancy, the mother's magnetism directly affects the baby's. Her feelings, thoughts, intentions, sleeping habits, stress responses, state of being and thoughts about her child and their future are like powerful instructors telling them how to be. The baby is literally sitting in the mother's field all the time being programmed. If you are a mother, consider what you experience during your pregnancy – Can you see any correlations between your experiences and the personality of your child? Although the heart, body and soul are connected at five weeks old through this magnetism, they're not fully integrated and aligned until you are three to five years old. Between the ages of five weeks and three to five years, your essence is being poured into your body like a jug filling a glass of water. When you are between three to five years old, your soul is 100% magnetized to your body, Unless there has been an incomplete birth, this causes part of the soul to become magnetized away from the world and body and is quite rare. This is why children are so radiant in their light until three to five years old. They are still fully connected to the magnetism of grace and ease from the universe. They embody more light than adults because of this, so their manifestation is easier magnetic. The universe is timeless, so manifestation and magnetism creates more instant results. This is also why children respond to the magnetism of their parents so much. They are affected very easily, still not being 100% embodied. If you've read the section of Pure Spirit Volume 1 on Soul Fragmented Entity Projection, you may remember that people can be affected by others. When they have a projection from others that fill their energetic spaces. As children retain a void they are being filled with the projection of others that influence them literally soaking in others magnetisms. We have all been influenced by our primary caregivers more than we ever knew. So pause and think about this for a moment. This means your parents were chosen by you the family you emerged into and all of your experiences before you were 12 years old were the precepts to your experiences of life you wanted to have. Your upbringing in these early days was perfect for you. Nothing was an accident. You absorbed everything you are meant to. Your soul knows how you can be given the tools to best actualize yourself and your abilities and gifts in this world. It knows the people who carry the charges best likely to light the fires of understanding in you that is super relevant to who you are choosing to be in this form. Everything in your life so far has been perfect. it has created the magnetism you wanted to have. Really dwell in this for a moment. Your life has been divinely orchestrated by you, so you could become exactly who you are now, with all of the traits, gifts and flaws you perceive you have now. You are perfect. Your journey has been perfect. You are exactly where you are meant to be and who you were always meant to be. Take stock of how much time you might spend judging who you are. Any judgments are wasted energy. You are absolutely perfect being exactly who you were always meant to be in this moment, here and now. Soak that in if your inner critic has a loud voice. If you have ever judged any of your primary caregivers, perhaps it could also be time to realise you need to thank them for being exactly who you wanted them to be. At 12 years old, your solar plexus has finished developing and you are finally fully individualised. You received all the magnetism your caregivers had to offer and you are now magnetised to this frequency. Now you will spend the rest of your life either embracing this magnetism or rejecting it, or if you are conscious enough, learning to transform it if you wish to, which for most of us is part of the greater plan for our lives. When we're trying to understand our lifelong magnetism and many other things, I have found the map of the chakra system to be very useful to help you navigate your own consciousness. When I explored chakras myself, I found some divergences from the traditional understanding of the chakras and also some correlations with psychology and the present-day understandings of the brain and human development. Let me show you some of these ideas and invite you to use it as a map to also understand your magnetism. Firstly, we'll look at what age the chakras form and what areas of consciousness they hold presence for. Here is an excerpt from Pure Spirit Volume 1. So the base chakra has its developmental age from conception to less than two years. And it holds the energy for survival, work, money, food, body, health, feeling secure, family relations and being here on earth. Think of this as a newborn baby. In the first couple of years, it is only aware of the physical world, its food from its mother, who its family is and how its body works and feeding itself. It is the essence of learning to be here on earth. Our sacral chakra develops from 2 plus years to less than 6 years. Here we have relationships with others, we learn about control, spontaneity versus control and creativity versus organisation and rules. This is the time when most kids learn about other people outside the family. They may go to preschool, daycare or start primary school. They learn that there are rules that they must follow and begin to explore their creativity and relationships. The solar plexus chakra develops from 6 plus to less than 12 years. We learn about self-concept, self-confidence, self-worth, self-love, peace with self and emotional feelings. In this time, the child is exposed to measures of the self. We get the first tests at school, having an understanding of whether they are good, bad, capable and so on. They begin to see themselves as separate from the world and begin placing judgments on where they fit into everything around them. The heart chakra develops from 12 plus to less than 18 years and we explore giving versus receiving, compassion for self, compassion for others and divine purpose. At this time, the child becomes aware of the need for forgiveness. Perhaps they fall in love for the first time or at least learn the lessons of compassion with friendships. They start to question their purpose. What are they going to do after school? What meaning does their life have? In the throat chakra development from 18 plus to less than 21 years, we have expression of personal truth and gifts to the world and being honest versus holding back. Here they begin to express what is important for them. They discover what their gift to the world is, or at least a start to this, and become opinionated. They have to make choices about whether to express themselves or not, perhaps even with their boss or university lecturer. The third eye chakra develops at 21 plus years to less than 25 years. We learn about intuition and learning to trust it, seeing another's point of view, seeing the big picture beyond ourselves. They've been out, of the, out in the real world for a while now. Their opinionated self has settled down a little bit and they start realising that other people's points of view hold value too. Their mind is opening up and they're beginning to see a larger view of the world other than their own self-opinions. The crown chakra develops at 25 plus years to less than 28 years and we learn about the connection to the spirit family as well as the earthly family, connection to self as an aspect of source. There is more in life than just the world around them, there is an aspect of spirituality however it manifests for the individual. There is an intrinsic belief in bedding that they are indeed capable and able to do what they need to do in the world around them. For those students who haven't done a lot of my other trainings, let me be clear on what consciousness I believe your chakras hold in relation to magnetism. Your base chakra is directly related to safety. You feel safe when you've been given a secure environment. In human form, security is experienced through stability, having our physical needs met, food, sleep, safe environment, a home space, caregivers that do not harm us. The base chakra is also directly linked to smell. If your base chakra is not magnetized well, you will experience fear, anxiety and a sense of a lack of safety. You will not trust in your tribe or in being in the world. You will attract things that prove you are not safe over and again. Your sacral chakra forms after you are actually able to be present in the world from the base chakra. It's like step two and cannot form fully unless step one has been integrated by the base chakra. Once in the world, the sacral teaches us to navigate others and our relationships with them. We discover we are able to encounter and enjoy others. We navigate relationships usually first with our peers and then with other tribes, families and groups. Our sacral chakra is also connected to the sense of touch. If our sacral chakra is not anchored fully we will experience an inability to be in relationships where there is an equal giving and receiving our boundaries with others will be difficult to understand we'll feel like we lose something when relating to others we'll find it hard to be with others relate on an emotional or intimate level we'll feel devoid of connection to others the solar plexus chakra forms your sense of identity Once in the world from the base chakra and being able to relate to people from the sacral chakra, our natural capacity to compare, which is a function of the compartmentalization our brain uses to store and process information, comes into play. Simply put, we process how we are by observing how others are. We understand our place in the world, who we are and how we see ourselves because of those relationships it is here our sense of self develops. If we have not been in the world from the base chakra and have had no capacity to relate from the sacral chakra because we are missing from the world, then we do not gain this sense of self in a strong way. We may feel deep insecurity and like we are not whole, be aware that something is vacant or missing within and never feel as though we are enough. We will not know who we are feeling lost and as though we do not belong in the world because we cannot individuate within it. Most people I meet who think they are dealing with self-worth issues don't understand the magnetism for this is usually from foundational dysfunction in the base chakra's energy not the solar plexus. Here's how I'd invite you to grow in week one. For week one, please use your journal and write or type down the major factors that have affected your magnetism until 12 years old. You may not be fully aware of something, so ask your primary caregivers and your family if you can. Create a timeline of magnetism factors. What powerfully affecting things happened in your history? Even if you don't think they affected you, write them down anyway. Consider what was happening in your family environment, changes in homes, schools, as well as larger emotional events. As a few examples of big things I could include, during my base chakra development, one of my parents cheated on the other. We moved countries because the country we lived in became very, very unsafe for white people. I nearly died. I was exposed to drug users and alcoholics, and one of my primary caregivers left on the day of my birth. In my sacral chakra development, I was sexually abused, was beaten constantly by one of my siblings, was brutalised by an alcoholic family member. During my solar plexus chakra development, my parents divorced. I was sexually abused by two different people at different ages, I used drugs and I moved home several times. These were all really big things. In terms of security, good relationships and self-identity, Obviously, these things shape the consciousness I held from an early age. What could have shaped you? The magnetism our lower chakras now hold begins to manifest most strongly in the year each linked higher chakra develops. If you've read Pure Spirit Volume 2 or done my Reiki classes, you may remember that the heart chakra begins to develop at 12 years old and it is linked to the base chakra. So any magnetism we hold from conception to 2 years old will begin to manifest between 12 and 18 years old. As the sacral feeds the throat during its development between the ages of 18 to 21 years and the solar plexus instructs the third eye chakras during our 21st to 25th year and finally the heart then instructs the crown chakra during the ages of 25 to 28, we see a lot of things manifest by the time we are 28 and this first physical magnetism cycle is complete. Again, to summarise the consciousness the chakras hold, the heart chakra is built on the foundation of the base chakra. If we are here in the world, base, and relating, sacral, and we know who we are, solar plexus, we can then form a reason for being here, which is one of the major awarenesses the heart chakra should hold. We start to see the greater world to which we belong. Often, people feel like they have found a purpose, a way to contribute, to be of service. We want to give because we have enough, not for any other agenda of self-validation or recognition. We are able to hold compassion and forgiveness for others. We are centred in giving without self-sacrifice, always giving from the well of self that is overflowing. If the heart chakra is out of alignment, life feels heavy. Responsibilities we perceive we have from obligations we feel laden with drag us down until we cannot breathe. We give for validation, as a desperate need to feel worthy. We cannot relate to the world or others in it. We can sometimes feel quite alien and alone, unable to forgive, hurt by the world's treatment of us. We externalise our power to be powerful in the world. So just to be 100% clear, if there has been an interruption in our magnetism embodying correctly in the base chakra, It is impossible for our heart chakra to be 100% embodied. This is not anyone's fault and it isn't something to feel bad about. If you choose to have people who would conduct certain experiences for you growing up, then these are things you wanted to challenge yourself with. One of my greatest areas of dysfunction was my base chakra and exploring this, I've become one of the most deeply compassionate people I've ever met. I really care for people. I really empathize with them. I know their pain, and I can hold space beautifully because I can relate so deeply. I genuinely have the capacity not to judge others I hold space for. I could not be who I am or serve in the ways I can without these beginnings. Your past too has shaped you directly into the person you now are, and will help you activate all the gifts you are destined to awaken. See your journey as the blessing it was, For you could not be the powerful being you are becoming without your sacred history. Our stories are what make us who we are. Wear your story proudly and never feel ashamed of where you have come from. It was your beginnings at Life University and it formed the wondrous being you are today and it will continue to shape you into the future. I really want you to hear this. When we talk about issues or our baggage, I meet so many people who feel ashamed because of their stuff. They feel embarrassed they are working through issues. They compare themselves to some greater version of something they see and feel less than this. But all you are is absolutely beautiful. Every issue is a sacred teaching. Every part of your story is a blessing. You are radiant and perfect, all of you. Remember this and treat every part of you as sacred. It truly is. The throat chakra is where we express our creative energy from the sacral chakra. Relating to others and the world and being open to the expression of ourself and purpose from the heart chakra creates a flow of outward moving ether, the element of the throat chakra. We become a force in the world, expressing our truth and honoring others' uniqueness in their truth. We can let others have a different point of view without defending our own. We feel free to express, even when it is difficult at times. We can communicate with love and respect for others. We don't hold back our opinions. We are visible in the world. We ensure our needs are met in relationships by expressing them. If the throat chakra is out of balance, we feel we cannot say what we want. We often resent others, feeling like our needs are never met. We externalise blame for this rather than understanding this is a function of our expression. We cause negative dramas in our lives, often feeling like it is the result of someone else's behaviour. We cannot see the true power of our expression. The third eye chakra as the upper manifestation of the solar plexus chakra forms our thoughts about ourself and others. When we feel safe, confident and worthy, our thoughts are powerful. We can truly accept our opinions and others. We have no need to be the same as others to validate ourselves. We can allow difference and see it as equally beautiful. We do not take on judgment from less conscious people. We can see all things as a function of personal state rather than as personal attacks. If someone attacks us in any way, we see this as a manifestation of their issues and can genuinely not take it personally. We feel as though our mind is a tool, not as though it is in control. Our thoughts are peaceful and calm. We do not feel overwhelmed by them. When this chakra is out of balance, we feel confused, unsure, unable to make decisions, unsure where we begin and others start. We take others' opinions into ourselves. We feel overwhelmed by these opinions. Doubting whether we should listen to ourselves. We feel anxious, lost, afraid and unknown. Our thoughts are muddled and messy. Our mind is overbearing and negative, self-berating and fearful. The crown chakra forms only after the heart chakra. Here we discover we are not just part of the world but part of something greater, a cosmic energy that we may or may not have a name for. We see the larger visioning for the world, understand the bigger picture of life, know there is a greater plan going on, even if we don't always understand it. We have trust and faith in a sometimes mysterious force to know what is best for us when we don't understand life. This knowing deeply connects us to the world and makes us understand the importance of life and the gift in it. We are humble and grateful for the blessings of existence and enjoy living fully. We live in alignment with our inspirations and accept change when we are inspired to take it. Our spiritual framework does not isolate us, but deeply connects us to others and the living world. If this chakra is out of balance, we will feel disconnected from a greater energy, lost, alone and often feel left here on this planet. We are materialistic, yet always chasing and never able to manifest. If we are somewhat conscious, we may also consider ourselves above others, causing separation from others rather than connection. We will feel deeply alone. So here's how I'd invite you to grow in week two. In week two, consider how your magnetism from conception to 11 years old affected major life events you experienced between the ages of 12 and 28. Did you feel or are you now experiencing any of these damaged magnetism in the upper chakras? Again, here are some really obvious examples I can think of from my experience. In the base chakra, the parent left on the day of birth and when my heart chakra was developing, my parents got divorced. In the base chakra, I was exposed to abuse from alcoholics and drug users as caregivers. And in the heart chakra developments, one of my parents actually tried to kill me. In the sacral chakra, there was sexual abuse, and in the development of the throat chakra, my body manifested ovarian cysts. When my solar plexus was developing, I was raped and molested by two people, and when the third eye chakra developed, I fell pregnant and had to choose to abort twice. In the heart chakra, By this time I'd discovered spirituality and therapy, thank goodness, and the crown chakra, I was well on my way to being healed and being of service. So note the good stuff gets really magnetized in there too. What links can you find in things that happened in a lower chakra's development and the magnetism this created and then attracted experiences for in the upper chakra's development time for you? After the age of 28, we have an integration period. These are usually reckonings and are quite difficult. In astrology, they call this one at 28 years the Saturn returns. In psychology, they identify this time as a key period where mental illness becomes manifest if it is going to. These integration periods are where we process and on some level use our free will to determine what we will hang on to in our magnetism and what we will let go of. Think about your time in life for these four years from 28 to 32. Can you remember it being a big time for you with lots of questioning and decisions eventually about what you wanted for your life? If you are already in the 60 to 64 age group or beyond this age, you may know or remember this reckoning happened again. However, this time you were clearing emotional energy. At 32, we enter into the larger cycles of exploring what magnetism the emotions and mind have stored. Each chakra's concepts are again revisited, where we get a chance to change our magnetism from either the perspective of the emotions or the mind before we return to spirit at the end of our lives. The soul travels in three cycles of 28 years. Each of these 28-year cycles is about a different soul counterpart. The first 28 are about the body and living in the world, the second are about the emotional understanding and the third is about the mental understanding. Within these 28 year periods we journey through each of the chakra concepts with a 4 year rest period in between. The 4 year rest period is an integration phase where we process all we have learned and often feel very confused. From 32 to 36 years we explore the emotional aspects of the base chakra, 36 to 40 the sacral, 40 to 44 the solar plexus, 44 to 48 the heart, 48 to 52 the throat, 52 to 56 the third eye, 56 to 60 the emotional level of the crown chakra and then at 60 to 64 we have another integration period. Then we have an opportunity to explore our mental magnetism from the base chakra from 64 to 68, sacral 68 to 72, solar plexus 72 to 76, heart 76 to 80, throat 80 to 84, third eye 84 to 88 and crown chakra from 88 to 92 and from 92 to 96 years we have another integration period. This of course gives you an idea, but it is varied depending on the individual's soul journey. Not everyone dies at 96. In week two, also have a look at some of the challenges you've been facing now if you're over 28. Can you pinpoint major life events and how your magnetism challenges formed in the lower chakras was creating upper chakra challenges manifesting? To example this again, I had major sacral chakra issues between two and six years old. I manifested ovarian cysts when my sacral chakra was feeding my throat chakra's growth between the ages of 20, 18 and 21. And then, look, when the sacral chakra is developing again emotionally from 36 to 40, I have a baby, a big sacral chakra experience. But I had to work through a massive amount emotionally to be ready for this. Take a look at your story and look at the correlations for you. It's fascinating. It can also help you prepare for what may be challenging times ahead. You may be able to leave room in your life and extra space to heal. This cycle is also why it sometimes feels like you are revisiting the same issues over and again. What you hold in your magnetism is cyclic. You will return to it to get a different point of view. As the elders say, life is a spiral. You are here looking at your source from this spiral. So if you feel like you are revisiting your magnetism in different ways as you age, see it not as a failure or that you're doing the same process again and again, but as the truth. You are adventuring into liberating your consciousness from a whole new level, which indeed you are. If you're looking at the list of things I wrote about how our chakras are when they're out of balance and thinking, wow, my energy is really out of whack and judging that, Remember, these are energy patterns that have formed. There's nothing to judge about them. It is just the way your energy is. Don't feel bad. Feel empowered. The first step to changing our magnetism is the awareness of what it presently is. The second step is being aware of why you might have chosen this magnetism. Example, if you chose your parents and they were super damaging, why would you have done this? Why did you need to be damaged? Why would your soul want this damage for you? How does it serve you? How has it activated you to be all you can be? Then you can stop fighting what is and instead celebrate it. You can work your process. Again, I'll give you a personal example of this to illustrate what I mean. When I started my university degree in psychology and counseling, I was only 16 years old. It was the same time I stopped projecting denial and started therapy, thankfully, because I had a lot of issues to talk through. I remember hating being around my family, anger. I blamed them so much for everything that hurt so much. I remember feeling so much resentment and pain. I also remember the liberation I felt as an evolved and conscious being when I sat at a dinner with someone who sexually abused me as a child and actually felt compassion and real forgiveness for them. For me, that was a milestone moment that I was now truly unaffected by this history of mine. integration. I found a way, a map through spirituality to actually be grateful for all of my experiences, believing that they shaped me to be of service and feeling tremendous pride in how I've been able to contribute to the world. Despite the resentment path, I probably would have been very entitled to go down. It doesn't matter what our meaning is or where it comes from, but we must find it. One of my family members decided to become a psychologist in the last decade. They are focused on neuroscience and are an avid believer in pharmaceuticals as a healing tool. They are anti-religion and think that spirituality is airy-fairy. I've watched as this family member had all of their issues come up and they actually stopped speaking to one member of the family to whom they projected most of their issues on. They didn't speak to this other family member for three years. They were stuck in the projection like I was all those years ago. Recently, I've heard a few comments from this family member really taking responsibility for their state now. Hopefully one day they will find a framework that is meaningful for them like I did with spirituality, giving my experiences profound meaning where they can see the deep meaning and find blessings in their experiences. I don't think it will be spirituality for them, but perhaps it will be neuroscience. They may be able to explain their experiences as reactions and responses in the brain, thus giving them understanding about the why of their experience. Others who have strong religious philosophies might decide it is their gods or goddesses' will. People find meaning in knowing their experiences are tests and believe they are a chance to prove themselves. Those who believe in chaos theory often see the experiences as random acts of a universe out of order. Whatever the belief they find, understanding and meaning in the why. What is your why? This is where true healthy magnetism and liberation from traumatic energies comes from, when we find a reason for our experiences. But just like the grieving process, we are often first in denial, then anger, and then integration integration comes in different ways for everyone. Where are you at in your process with different things you're working on freeing yourself from now? Denial, anger or integration? The third step is deciding who you want to be or perhaps realizing who you've really been all along. Again to example this for you, I used to write the most dreary poetry when I was 16. I was convinced I was depressed always attracted terrible experiences and often used to think about committing suicide as a way to alleviate my pain. I was in agony. I was convinced I was that person. In my process I have discovered that I'm actually a really hopeful, happy and optimistic person. This is my true nature. What I thought was depression was actually disappointment because I retained a more loving perspective and was constantly disappointed when others were not capable of showing up in the same way. It made me very sad that people could not just be kind to each other. I used to hope I could be happy. I was so curious about how people did this. I always had an inkling that it was possible even though I didn't know how to get there. I imagined it must be possible. After all, everyone couldn't be walking around suicidal otherwise the human race wouldn't still be here if you've imagined something some way you could be some state of being you might imagine is better than how you feel now it is a teasing remembrance from your soul it is an invitation a mental impost or suggestion to help you remember what you are capable of of who you really are you may have thought this feeling or state of experience you were really after came from something else like maybe if you had the right partner or the right job or the right house or the right wardrobe you would be happy. But externalising it into something else will not help you experience it. No matter what you acquire, happiness is never at the end of having stuff or having arrived somewhere else. It is here right now. Who we are is a choice of being. It is actually that simple. Your free will is the most powerful thing in the universe. No magnetism is stronger than your will, not the multiversal magnetism. Not the global consciousness magnetism, not the magnetism seeded by your mother, your caregivers or even yourself before you came here to have these experiences. You are in fact right now being influenced by them. But the only thing that truly manifests your magnetism right now is your will. Think of this like gravity. You are impacted by this force right now. It's what keeps you from floating up into space, but you can always fly in an aeroplane to defy it and make your own way. This is how world records are broken, new things are invented, new physics and science is understood. We are constantly stretching the limitations with our imaginings, but always we have to imagine ourselves as a person who can do what we are trying to do. A runner will never break a record time while imagining she can't or is limited by it. So right now, who have you been willing yourself to be? What have you been telling yourself about who you are? What kind of person you are? And what does this mean in terms of the experiences you attract? What thoughts have you had? What stories are you telling yourself right now? This is what is defining your experience and what you magnetize right now. Here's how you can grow in week three. In week three, I would like to invite you to really watch your thoughts, even if it's just for a single day. It is so revealing. Notice the kinds of things you say to yourself on a regular basis. Look at the proof you are looking for. You might see someone cut you off in traffic as evidence that you are having a bad day. You might have your other half speak to you in a certain way which proves you are not worthy. You might eat bad food because you believe you're not worth good food. You might thrash yourself because you're telling yourself you are not worth being cared for. You might speak harshly because you believe you are angry. All of these things we validate define who we think we are. How are you instructing yourself? And do you notice that as you begin to form these beliefs, evidence shows up? If you start the morning saying you're having a bad day today, you are going to have a terrible one. But experiment. What happens if you wake up and say, I'm going to have a lucky day today, or I am a lucky person, if you can manage that much belief? Your day will be amazing. Your will chooses your magnetism. The challenge becomes when you have another voice in your head. When you say, I'm having a lucky day today, it says, no, you're not. You don't deserve luck or some other story because of your past magnetism influences. To change your present magnetism, you have to let your now voice get really, really loud. When I took control of my inner judgment voice that was creating so much undeserving magnetism for me, I used an affirmation. I am where I am today and today I am divine. This statement allowed me to focus on my growing knowledge that even if I didn't feel perfect or wasn't able to act perfect today, I was divine because I was a child of the universe and I was getting there. And I could really believe that, that I was in the process. I could accept that. But I didn't just say this affirmation in a wishy-washy, vaguely hopeful kind of way. I strangled everything else out of my head. I hit the part of me that said anything else with this affirmation like a baseball bat. I had had enough of the old story. I wasn't going to listen to it any longer. If it was the size of a semi-trailer truck, I would have moved it by sheer force alone. I was determined. I was committed. I was ready. Are you? Your free will has to be this strong, so you must only pick one thing at a time and really, really focus on it. You do not allow anything that does not support it to enter your mind. If it does... You might say something to yourself like, That was part of my old story, but there is no room for it in my new one. And then affirm what your new story is. Or, I am grateful for the teachings of my journey and I now understand them. I'm writing a new story. My new story has the theme of self-love, abundance, love, blessings, health, or whatever. You cannot change your magnetism without thoroughly beating up your mind because... Most of the time, your mind has been given free range to instruct you. It does this because its whole purpose is to seek evidence. This is why you only notice the brand of new car you bought after you've bought it. It becomes relevant through your brain's relevant interests. The same thing can happen when it is seeking evidence for your hypothesis that you are unlovable, unworthy, incapable, etc. or lovable, worthy, and capable. Whatever you believe you are, your brain will find that evidence. Your affirmation has to be powerful and you have to believe it when you say it. You cannot say, I weigh 65 kilos now if you look in the mirror and you weigh 80. You can say, each day I am moving towards my healthiest weight and if in your mind your healthiest weight is 65, this is where you will grow to. Make sure you take the process into account. You cannot lie in affirmations and expect your brain to believe nonsense when it can already find evidence to the contrary. So every time your mind presents you with your old truth, give it a new one. Think of it like an old personality you are beating to death with an affirmation baseball bat. One day, it won't get back up again and yell disempowering rubbish at you. Then you are changed. Congratulations! At the same time, our magnetism is based on our emotions. You must feel the new magnetism on a regular basis. If it is love you want to experience and you think this is coming to you through a relationship, let go of the outer manifestation of this. Instead, focus on how you can feel love now. It may be you give yourself a luxurious bath, a pedicure, you spend time with loving friends, you go for a walk in a lovely place, fill yourself with the magnetism you want to create, like attracts alike, like after all. And a side note, I see this often, don't put yourself in debt to do this. I often see people take great risks because they think this will affect their magnetism. They may spend up on credit cards to take a trip and call it self-love, but don't be reckless. Think about when you get back after this choice, will you still feel loving to yourself paying back that credit card? If not, don't choose that way to love yourself. Sometimes we want a quick fix of what we're craving, but think long-term. Will this method really make you experience what you are trying to magnetise long-term? We must make physical choices that serve this new magnetism. We cannot want peace while we are practising unrest and causing conflict in the world. We cannot want health and eat badly. We must make choices powerfully, consciously and co-creatively, and then fully action them. This is why I say to only focus on one thing at once until you change it and only focus on what you're really excited about changing now. Often I see people who are trying to change too much simultaneously and the end result is they give up and get distracted when nothing is working. Stay on that one thing until it is changed. Finally there is the spiritual side to consider as magnetism is based on all four counterparts of the soul parts of us that choose to express our will. What I'm about to share might not resonate for some people. These understandings have come to me after working with people from 61 countries of all ages and religions and ideologies, sexes, beliefs and levels of understanding. I have had the privilege to see into the souls of tens of thousands of people directly and intimately and see what they are connected to, and dedicated 20 plus years of my life to understanding the soul, and what lies beyond our experience here. I am a sincerely devoted student of this understanding. And here's what I've found in my experience. Some people may think it is their karma to have a certain experience in their life. I have never found any evidence to infer that we have predefinitions in this sense. For example, you were not a warrior that cut people's throats in a past life that causes you to be limited with throat chakra issues as payback for your past transgressions. Instead, I've been shown that past lives imply time. Time is a construct we made up to try and understand our experience. If I say to you right now that there is a flying pink elephant outside your window... This has about the same effect on your soul as time does. There is no time beyond this perception we have of it in this dimension. So there is no debt you are repaying that travels with your soul through time. There is no past life. There is no tarnished soul debt that you are repaying for now. This kind of control structure works socially to help people be good now. So it's beneficial for society I guess in one sense But there is no spiritual mechanism I have encountered that records your debt or goodness, and there is no time in spirit. People often hear that children sometimes recollect other experience, some people term past lives. This is really explainable in another way, because they are still connected to oneness. They are remembering through epigenetics DNA the consciousness of all that is in the multiverse. I asked Spirit once why they show people all these past lives, even advanced seekers of consciousness. They explained our consciousness uses the idea of past lives to get us to see the problem as if we were a friend looking at it. It gives us a clearer lens to see objectively. There is no past you are paying for. There is only now. There is also no future you are paying for. And what I'm about to say may also be quite controversial as well, depending on your beliefs. But I must tell you, in all of my years working with people's souls, I have seen no evidence of a single being from any religion awaiting anyone in spirit to judge them or value their actions in life. It seems that you and you alone, using your own will, will decide how you process your experience. You get to choose how you perceive it and how you feel it was at the other end. Souls appear to be guided into a sort of counselling space on the other side, made unavailable to those who are living for a time, so they can process their experience here. Beyond this, their consciousness seems to return, being available to talk to in spirit, more connected to oneness after this integration time. If I'm right about these two things, then spiritually... There is no reason for any definition of your magnetism other than your own. You are as you choose to be. Your life is only the manifestation of the energies you create here and now. If you believe you hurt others in a past life, then you can also choose to believe that you will suffer all your life and you will. If you believe there is a deity waiting to judge you at life's end, you'll most likely encounter this when you perish. But if someone else doesn't believe that, they won't. So I would say to you to choose what you believe very carefully, for this does affect your magnetism. So spiritually, there is no reason you are not in complete control of your own magnetism right now. Realize that you are here because you want to be. You are having the experience you choose and that you choose in every moment. There is no point from here that defines you. You are liberated to be as you are and as you co-create now. You chose who you would be, who you would surround yourself with when you got here. And now you're here. You always have control over who you choose to be now and how this person acts in the world. The creator creation energy by whatever name you call this source energy cannot alter your free will. This means that always your free will that creates your magnetism manifests the things in your life. Firstly, be empowered and take responsibility for that. Secondly, you cannot get off path, the path being who you are meant to be. So if your ego is railroading you into thinking you want something that isn't going to allow for the very best version of yourself to manifest, you will be interfered with. This is in order for you to stay congruent with your larger free will. It is not a creator or even the universe that does this to you. You, as the universe, do this to yourself. Some great movies that display these big concepts simply and beautifully are Powder, The Adjustment Bureau, Bruce Almighty, and What Dreams May Come. Watch them if you haven't already. And let me give you another example, as this is a rather large concept. I was terrified of being a mother. Yet, in my deepest sense of knowing about myself, I knew this was what I was meant to do. When I first moved to this property, I was so frustrated by the fact nothing was manifesting in the usually quick time period I manifest in. I kept saying to Spirit, What am I meant to do? I was doing very little work in terms of what I'm capable of, and needing blocks everywhere to doing more. I kept getting told to relax and be in the moments of frustration. I kept pulling a tarot card called The Empress with a few other cards that were all about motherhood. I was forced to wallow in all the feelings I had about motherhood until I dealt with them enough to be ready for motherhood. Why? Because I chose this at a higher level of my awareness. My son was the perfect consciousness to bring me and him into true essence. This was for both of us to stay congruent with our larger free will. There was nothing outside of ourselves that chose this. If you're presently moving through holy crap, as I love to call it, know this is led by your higher awareness. Then you can stop denying and being angry and move straight into integration, working the process. This is how to get your magnetism moving in the direction you really want more quickly and to suffer a lot less even when the suffering is necessary. You may be aware of your creator or structure or map or ritual of your interpretation of all that is, but it is your map one you choose through your free will if there was just one way or one being everyone couldn't help but know it or them and we'd all be connecting to the same being or source we don't obviously so know your lens is important but it is a lens it's how you need to see the divine and then you can accept how someone else needs to also i'm really dwelling in this for a moment Because you cannot fully accept your power to change your magnetism while you give the power to another being or another time. So awareness of your power to magnetize is absolutely crucial to manifesting the life you want and becoming the very best version of yourself. Remember who you chose to be and then focus on this, not the outcomes. This is where you can let all the energy of creation help you rather than control you where you lose your power. When people are focused on the new car, their ego thinks they want because they want it to make them feel a certain way, they often get confused when the car does not manifest. Remember, if that which you seek you do not find within yourself, you will never find it without. You can't be the very best version of yourself if you're externalizing your power like this. The truth is, you can feel that way, whatever you think the car is going to make you feel, right now, whether it is here or not. To have this ability is powerful. This is the best version of yourself activated in the world right now. This is sometimes why the universe, or more correctly, our more aware consciousness, seems to get in the way to stop things from happening no matter how hard we try. The fourth step is practicing becoming that person. While we are doing this practice, we should always stay open to universal inspiration. Remember, the universe wants us to become the very best version of ourselves, so offerings come in the form of synchronicity to assist us on our journey. Stay open to being supported as you are becoming. Think of it as a process. 1% a day compounds to much over time as you change what you allow yourself to think and therefore who you feel you are, how he or she thinks, Take physical actions to become this person in action and release any limitations you may have perceived you have physically. You will become this person having this experience. Practice this in week three by choosing one thing you really want to become or remember you are already and start. The final thing about magnetism I want to make you aware of is what I call echoes. Again, some people may infer this as karma depending on what tradition they are using the lingo from. Everything that happens has an energy. This energy persists. It lingers longer if it is powerful. If you have had a trauma in your life, it echoes throughout your life. Consider this like calling out in a large canyon of your life. The sound you make would repeat back over and again more softly each time until it dissipates. Be aware of your echoes. I know at a certain time of the year I am more affected by past echoes and so I take this into consideration with my thoughts and pace and how gentle I am with myself. You may also be affected by these. So if you wake up one day and you are holding a space of magnetism within that isn't really nice, check in and see if you're being affected by an echo. Did something powerful happen at this time of last year? or the year before that etc. If you are receiving an echo energy be gentle with yourself and do something to counteract the echo. If you had a trauma on that day last year make a point of doing something super nice to cancel out the echo. It's like sending a wave to meet an incoming one in the surf. It cancels out the energy more quickly. Good echoes also happen so amplify these whenever you can by celebrating milestones, anniversary times of joy and delicious experiences. Surround yourself with memories to keep these echoes strong and impacting. This has been a really big module, so take some time to absorb it all. If you've heard the core teaching, then you should now realise that your life is only defined by the magnetism you choose now, regardless of where you have come from and what divinity map you adhere to. Understand how you are influenced, but also remember how powerful you are. Start co-creating what you want and enjoy everything you magnetize into your experience from now on. The world you experience is absolutely of your making, so make it a good one!